That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I'm going to be honest with you. Your friends are fucking lying to you. Most of the time, if someone wants you, you'll know it. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Ready? Hello, my lovely angels, and welcome to a beautiful Tuesday to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting with me, your host, your best friend, and your mother that breastfeeds you, <laughs> Violet Benson. I need to come up with a better <laughs> intro. Um, okay, so today I was planning on doing a short episode on cults that we will not be covering this month. And again, I'm pretty sure I've already mentioned this, but I've realized that I cannot pronounce cult properly the way Americans do. So I am fully aware that when I say it, I'm apparently talking about a baby horse. <laughs> yeah, but bear with me. Let me try to say like an American cult. Welcome to cult, cult month. Great. Okay, so I was planning on covering the other one, four to five cults that we don't have time to get to this month. But then here I am doing my research, living my best life, being so excited that we have grown together and that you won't need me for any dating advice this month because you got your shit together. You've listened to enough of my solo episodes and you are a bad bitch. You're not a sad bitch, you're a bad bitch. And we can go through a full month without talking about dating and relationships and life advice. But no, here I go checking my DMs and there's been so many of you. Violet, I just got dumped. Violet, I can't tell if this person likes me. Violet, this person's the one, but I just feel like it's bad timing. Violet, what do I do with my broken heart? Violet, this person cheated on me. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, can't a bitch just get a break? I guess not. So. And that is why today I've decided to dedicate this episode instead of writing about the different cults that we will not cover. I've decided to dedicate today's episode on right person, wrong timing. What it all means, the myth behind you sticking around with someone because it feels like it's just the wrong timing. And this person that moment feels like, oh my God, this is the one. What do I do? And then when you realize you're wrong, I then give you, I think, eight or nine steps to move on. Getting over a heartbreak, even if you guys never dated. So it's a two-part short episode all for you. But before we get started, I do also want to remind you that if you are in Los Angeles this month, October, I am doing a show at the Hollywood Improv. It's part stand-up and part life advice. I already wrote my life advice part and it's phenomenal. I feel so much passion every time I start speaking it that I get in tears because that's how passionate I get. So I have to practice to not cry when I'm on stage because 
I don't know if you do the same, this like me, but I will literally cry when I'm speaking very passionately about something, not because I'm upset or sad, just because I don't know what to do with all that rage inside of me. Maybe it's a Scorpio thing. Maybe it's a Russian thing. Maybe it's a human thing. We'll never know. But anyway, if you are in Los Angeles, you better come to my show. Tickets are almost sold out. So we still have a few tickets left. So you better go to my description in my bio of this episode or the bio of my social media accounts, click the link and buy a ticket. It's like $20. Do not be cheap. All you have to do is not buy coffee at Starbucks for a day or two and you can make it to my show. Afterwards, I'm going to do a meet and greet. You'll be able to kiss me, lick my butthole, make out with me, take a picture with me, say hello, and then we will never speak again. So... (laughs) please come to my show. I would love to see you. So again, October 24th at the Hollywood Improv, 7 p.m. on a Monday, the end of this month, 50-minute show and meet and greet afterwards. $20 ticket. Go buy it now before it sells out, okay? And oh yeah, the second thing before I go is that I so appreciate the DMs that I got last week about our first episode of the month for Cult Month. I'm so happy that you liked the way I did the interview. I'm really trying to be as sensitive as possible to the people I'm interviewing and to my listeners. So I'm so glad you loved how I delivered it. But also, if you do have a chance to write me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app, I would highly, greatly appreciate it. It means the world to me. I read all of them and it makes the biggest difference. So as much as I appreciate all the DMs that I got last week, telling me how amazing my episode was, it would be even better if you were able to take that DM, copy and paste it into a five-star review on my podcast because it really does do wonders for my podcast and it really helps. So yeah, that's that. Now that we're done with the begging corner, (laughs) go buy a fucking ticket to my show. Now we will discuss myths about love, whatever I'm going to decide the title for this episode is to kind of fit into the genre of this month. You're going to love this episode and I hope it helps you. I think I've said this before in other episodes. With the right person, it'll always feel like the right time. Just saying. So uh, yeah, enjoy this episode. I love you. And I'm very excited for Thursday's episode. It's going to be a brand new cult episode. And I'm excited for you to see who it is. Love you. Bye. Have you ever met somebody and right off the bat, you're like, oh my God, this person's amazing. Is this my soulmate? Like, I can't tell. Am I wasted or is this the person I'm meant to be? It's like, yes, you're most likely seven tequila shots deep in, but you feel a connection. You feel like there's something different about that person. You can't stop laughing. You can't stop giggling. You just feel like they're in your head. Like they just get you. And it's the best feeling ever because... Everyone else is already in a relationship and you're just dying to get in one too. So you can show off on Facebook to everyone, you know, with all their stupid wedding photos and children on Facebook. It's like, finally, it's your time and you finally found someone and that's just how you feel. And, you know, when that person speaks, it just feels like no one else is there. It's just this weird feeling that you really feel like that person's your soulmate. They make you feel alive. And suddenly, like, every song you hear and every love love um, movie you see, it feels like it's about you two, like it was meant to be. There's so many signs that you two are meant to be together. 
from your horoscope that said that you might meet someone in the next 20 years to the fact that your menstrual cycle like finally synced with your married friend. So you're like, oh my God, this is fate. But then out of nowhere, bam, almost every time something happens outside of your control to completely shatter your dreams about this perfect person. Suddenly the person puts the brakes on and he's like, or she, things are moving too fast or they start a new job and suddenly they don't have time for you or their ex comes into the picture and it's just like a lot to deal with or they were just like sentenced to like a life in prison and you're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> that sucks. What do I do now? So whatever it is, it just feels like the timing is completely wrong. And what do friends always do? We try to have our best friends back, even if we're lying. Oh my God. He's just so intimidated by how much you have to offer or like you're just too much of a like amazing person for you or he'll come around or he's not calling because he doesn't want you to know how obsessed he is with you or like it's only been 12 years since he got a bad relationship. He's still healing. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Your friends are fucking lying to you. Okay, most of the time, if someone wants you, you'll know it. Your friends are making excuses for you just to make you feel better because that's what friends do. But you're not going to like what I'm about to say. When someone passes you up, what they're really saying is, hey, I think you're great and I like you, but just not enough to date you. Like, I would love to keep you around while I keep my options open until I find something better. That's actually what they're saying. The truth is, when you meet the right person at the wrong time, they're actually just the wrong person for you. When the right person comes into your life, it will always be the right time. Because with the right people, it's timeless. So let me repeat that to you. When you meet the right person at the wrong time, they're actually just the wrong person. When the right person comes into your life, it will always be the right time. Because right people are timeless. With the right person, even if they got a new job, because you guys are meant to be together, you will try to make it work and they would open up their schedule. They would try to make it work with you. Like When you really want something, be honest. Do you let anything get in the way of it? No, you don't. Whether it's a new job you really want or you really want to get to some concert, even when you really like someone, you make an effort to try to figure out how to make it work. And That's all of us. We're all human. One thing about boys is that when a guy really likes you, you know it because he'll stop in nothing to get you. It's just part of the chase. It's part of like it's literally in their genes to be competitive and to be hunters to get what they want. So I want to talk about an experience of mine because, you know, you're sitting and thinking like, I'm such a dumb bitch. Well, guess what? I'm a dumb bitch too. (laughs) I've been there. I've experienced it where I met someone and I was like, Oh my God, this is my soulmate. He checks all the boxes I'm looking for. He's Russian. He speaks the same language as me. He comes from a good family. He's like Jewish, kind of, but it's like, whatever, like I'm Jewish. So like my kids will be Jewish. So actually it doesn't matter. He's not circumcised, which I'm like kind of into anyway. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's a big dick because he talks about it a lot. And like... He calls me, gives me attention. Like, he just makes me feel good about myself. So I really thought, like, we were clicking. I let my guard down. I was sharing things with him that I never shared with anyone else. I felt comfortable with him. I felt like I'd known him my whole life, even though we just met. And like I said, the only explanation for that I had is that he was probably my soulmate. 
And then, boom, out of nowhere, he decided to put the brakes on. And he's like, you know, the timing is just not right between us because I'm starting a new business. And it's just so time consuming. And maybe we should just slow things down and get to know each other. Mind you, we haven't even kissed. Like, we've gone on a few dates. This guy never touches me, never kisses me, nothing. And I'm so stupid. I don't even realize that that's a red flag. By the way, girls... If you are going out with a guy more than once, you've been guys going out for a few times from dinner dates to lunch dates to everything, and this guy never even tries to kiss you, and you think like, oh, he's just being a gentleman, which is what I thought. No, it's a red flag. If a guy is clearly not trying to fuck you, it means two things. Either one, he's not attracted to you, and most likely number two, he's friend zoning you because most likely he's out there fucking other people. If a guy's not trying to fuck you, it's because he's fucking someone else. That's the truth. Anyway, so at first I thought, if we only met like a year from now when he's more established and he already had his business, then it would work out. Like, oh my God, like just my luck. Like I meet the perfect guy. Mind you, like I literally barely know him. I don't think I even knew his last name. (laughs) Maybe I did. Did I? I forget. It didn't even occur to me that maybe there were so many signs appointed that he was just not that into me. He was just keeping me around because it made him feel good about himself. I was constantly complimenting him. Um, when we would hang out, he would be like all down about starting his new business. I would make him feel better. And of course, like the fact that even I liked him made him feel good about himself, you know, because he needed that because at that point in his life, I think he was probably kind of down because switching businesses and everything. Fast forward, a few months go by and I'm completely being friend-zoned by Mr. Soulmate and obviously not processing this because all my friends are like, oh, you know, just give him a chance. He's such a gentleman. He's just intimidated by how amazing you are. Like, no, bitch, he's fucking someone else and he's just friend-zoning me. So basically, a few months go by with this Mr. Soulmate. At the same time, another guy comes into my life and I'll call him Prince Charming. He swoops into my life and he's literally perfect. And then bam, like two weeks in, I feel suffocated with Prince Charming. He's literally so perfect for me. And I suddenly feel like I wasn't ready. Things are going way too fast. Mind you, again, with Prince Charming, I also never kissed him, nothing. I don't try to be physical with this guy, nothing. But I just feel like everything is moving too fast for me. And like, why is he texting me all the time? Like, doesn't he know that like, I'm just like busy with my cat and I just need some space, like calm down. And I told them that I think we should slow down. We should work on our friendship, that I need some time to work on myself before I can focus on anyone else. As I'm saying that, I'm thinking, wow, that sounds so familiar. That sounds just like Mr. Quonico soulmate, the same shit he was saying to me. Now I'm saying it to someone else. And that's when it finally dawned on me that it wasn't about timing. It was just that I wasn't that into Prince Charming and that I would never be for some reason. He just wasn't a match. And the same way I felt about Prince Charming is exactly the way, quote unquote, Mr. Soulmate was secretly feeling about me. The truth is a lot of times people don't want to tell us when they're not into us. As much as we want people to just be honest and come out and communicate, we also don't do that. It's just an awkward conversation that we don't want to deal. And a lot of times we either just keep someone around because they make us feel good about ourselves or we keep them around just in case we might change our mind if no one else comes around, which is totally unfair. And another reason we keep the person around is because 
it's just an uncomfortable conversation to have to let someone know we're not interested. So a lot of time we either ghost them or we think we're being nice by being nice to them and really we're just leading them on. The saddest part about meeting someone that you believe will be in your future is realizing that unfortunately they just don't see you in their future. It's much easier to accept the bad timing excuse than it is to admit that just because you love someone, it doesn't mean they have to love you back. And let me repeat that. Just because you love someone and you want to be with them and they're your whole world, it doesn't mean that they have to love you back. It doesn't mean that you'll ever be their world. And you have to accept that. Just think to yourself, how sad is it to chase someone who doesn't see how wonderful you are, someone who takes your beautiful smile for granted, someone who doesn't adore your flaws, someone who doesn't hold you and love you just the way you deserve to be loved. Love should never be so painful that you find yourself lying awake at night wondering why you're not enough feeling too scared to say how you really feel, wanting to hear their voice, but you're afraid to call them because you don't want to come off too needy or you're crying yourself to sleep wondering why he hasn't called or if he's out there with someone else. That's not a good feeling to have. With the right person, you'll never have to question their love because you'll just know. You'll know that no matter what you thought you wanted before, this is better. Everything is better since they came along. Because the truth is, my dear, There's no such thing as wrong timing. You're just meeting all of the wrong people. So that's how I feel about wrong timing. I don't believe in it. I think maybe there's quote unquote right timing when it comes with work and things like that. But I think when you meet someone at the quote unquote wrong timing, you met them exactly when you were supposed to meet them and it was not meant to work out. You were supposed to meet them. It was supposed to fall apart in order for you to meet the right person. You were supposed to just learn from it and you were supposed to keep going. A lot of times we make the mistake of looking back at breakups and we just think a bunch of negative things instead of looking back and thinking how much you've grown as a person after that, how much you've learned from that person, all the good things they brought into your life. You have to have hope in your heart that you're going to move forward and you're going to find someone that is the right person for you. And with them, it's always going to feel like the right timing. Whether you start a new job, you'll make space for them. Whether they move to a new state for work, you'll make the long distance relationship work. Um, Which, by the way, the guy that I was talking about who I thought was, quote unquote, my soulmate and he was totally leading me on. While we were talking, he was like talking to like a few other girls. And one of the girls he was talking to lived in a different country. So I thought like, oh, for sure, it's not going to work out, you know, like, uh, duh, it's long distance. But they made it work and they're still dating till this day because she was the right person for him. And just because they lived in different countries, it never meant for them that it was quote unquote bad timing because they figured out how to make it work because they were right for each other. And then she ended up moving to the U.S. to live with him. And I'm so happy for them, honestly, genuinely happy for them because there were so many red flags with him that I didn't see how incompatible we were because I was so desperate to finally have a partner. And I was so desperate because all my friends had someone. And I think I've talked about this before on my podcast. I kind of gave um, an analogy about what happened when I bought a um, a jacket that I really wanted. And I'll just say it quickly again, in case you forgot it or you never listened to the episode. It's basically one day I was a big bear and there was this girl that I just met and she was wearing this jacket that I saw before that everyone has had this jacket. Like I've seen everyone wear this jacket. It's a really cool, popular jacket. And I looked at that jacket and I was like, 
holy shit, I have to have it. Without asking any questions right away, I was like, hey, can I buy this jacket off of you? And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes, it just, it looks so good on you. So I just assume it's going to look good on me and like everyone else has it. So I want it. Without any questions, I bought the jacket off of her. And the next day when I put on the jacket, I put both of my hands into the pockets and I noticed there's a big hole in one of the pockets. Then I go to put up my hoodie up and the hoodie completely rips off of the jacket. I go to zip up my jacket and my zipper is broken. And that's when it made me think about relationships these days. I wanted this jacket so bad because everyone else had this jacket and because it looked good on this girl that I never even stopped to think about everything that could be wrong with this jacket. I just liked the idea of it and I wanted to fit in. And I think these days we do the same thing with relationships. We're so desperate to be liked, to be loved. We're so desperate. We're looking for this intimacy that we're missing that we'll jump now onto anyone these days. And we look around and we see everyone else looking like they're in happy relationships on Facebook, on Instagram, and or just like your friends. And, and you want what everyone else has. So you you go to the first person that even looks at you and you ignore all the red, the red flags and you just like go for it. And that's when you're in the middle of the relationship and suddenly you're like, holy shit, there's so many holes in this relationship. There's so many things that me and this person are not compatible in. I didn't realize it just because I was so blinded by wanting to be loved and by wanting to fit in and by wanting to have what everyone else has. So my best advice to anyone, regardless of what age you are, whether you're 19 or you even your 30, because I've gotten some questions from people that are in their 30s and they're like, I'm scared. Like, how do I find love? Is that there's always going to be someone out there for us just because your friend who's 23 met the love of her life and you're 30 doesn't mean that it'll never happen to you. It doesn't mean you have to settle for somebody that's completely wrong for you. The right person will come along. We all just have like different stories written for us. And that's how I believe in my heart with me too. Like I never dreamed in my life that I would turn 30 and I would be single with no kids. I really thought by now I would be married with two kids. I'm not even going to lie. When I was in high school, my best friend and I would always talk about, oh my God, by the time I'm 26, I would have a law degree. I would be married with two kids and I would run my own law firm. Literally none of that happened. (laughs) And I was like, 26 is so fucking old. Like I better have two kids by then. Fast forward, I'm 30. I got none of that. (laughs) So you just have to trust that God has a plan for you and whatever is meant to happen for you will happen. Like, I believe in my heart that whoever I'm supposed to be with, like, he's out there and I'm going to find him. So I'm not going to force myself onto someone just because I think they're right for me. And I also now believe in my heart that when I meet someone and it doesn't work out, it's not bad timing. They're just the wrong person. And you have to remember that too. Someone else out there will be the right person for you and it'll be the right time. And I know that feeling that you you think in that moment, you feel like I will never find love again. This was it. Why doesn't this person love me? So I wrote eight steps to getting over someone. Are you ready? What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Number one, cut communication. Okay, so like... Every through every breakup, there's always that one person that suggests to be friends. Usually whoever dumped you is the one that's like, hey, let's be friends. And, you, and that person is basically saying like, hey, um, let's be friends, aka let's fuck at 2 a.m. Sometimes when I feel like it and then I'm going to ghost you. So no, don't put yourself through that misery. Say no to being friends. Be good to your mental health. You don't need that. Now, if you're that type of person, which I'm like that, the drunk text, <laughs> and you love to drink and you love to drunk text, delete his fucking number. You do not want to end up outside of this guy's house screaming his name, begging for him to take you back while he's banging his like, I don't know, roommate's girlfriend. Like, you don't want to put yourself through that. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. Don't do it. So what I do after a breakup, I 100% delete the person's number. And if you feel like you're, you're, you're going to text them or they're going to text you, then block his number. I'm telling you, I know you're dying to hear from that person, but for your own mental health, take, a f- take some time for yourself. If you think you're going to stalk him and everything, unfollow that person on everything. I think it's so stupid and it's a weird ego thing where you were like, well, I feel like it's so childish to unfollow, so I'm not going to unfollow. Like, no, that person broke your heart. You don't want to fucking see them on your feed every single day. Like unfollow them. Do yourself a favor. Like let them go. And then when you unfollow that person, don't go out there and make fake accounts. Bitch, I know who you are. I know you're out there because I do it and my friends do it. Don't make some dumb fake accounts. So then you, you get all dramatic. You unfollow this person, even block him. And then you make a fake account just so you can stalk him and feel bad for, about yourself. Like, I don't know why we purposely look at things that we know is going to hurt us. I, trust me, I do that. Every time I stop talking to a guy, I follow them on my fake account, aka my Finsta. And then all day, I check to see all the pictures they're liking. It is so time consuming <laughs> and it's not worth it. I, I've never had a moment in my life that I was like, this is so good for me. I'm so happy this is happening right now. Like, no, it makes me miserable and it ruins my day. So don't do that. Okay. Number two, cry a lot. I know it sounds like a silly advice, but it's very important that you deal with your feelings. You have to feel all of your feelings and 
you know, this is your time to have as many breakdowns as you want because people are going to be understanding, you know? It's more weird if you don't deal with your feelings and then a year later you have a random breakdown at like Starbucks because somebody spelled your name wrong and you're just crying about it. And it's like, bitch, you've been single for a year. Like, get over it. You know, like if everyone knows you just broke, you guys broke up now, like this is your time to be the drama queen you're allowed to be. So, you know, go have a breakdown at the DMV because you took an ugly picture or like... <laughs> Show up at a random wedding that you weren't even invited to. Give a speech about the bride and the, and the groom and just have a meltdown and just keep crying until people are like, who the fuck invited this bitch? It's your time. You deserve it. Feel all your feelings. I'm telling you, I know it, feel, it looks cool to pretend like you have no feelings and that's fine. On the outside, no one needs to know that you're completely broken down. But on the inside, you have to deal with your feelings. You have to cry. You have to talk about it with your friends, like let it all out. You will heal from being so broken. Trust me. That's the only way, in my opinion, to get over someone is to deal with your feelings. That's always why all of your exes always come back because they're the ones that never fully dealt with all their emotions while you actually cry to all of your friends. So I'm just saying. Number three, get a hobby. And no, getting a hobby does not mean stalking your ex-boyfriend on all social media. I've done that before. It's a very time-consuming hobby, but again, not good for your mental health. So getting a hobby is like you start doing yoga or you volunteer, you do charity or masturbate, if that helps. I don't know. Masturbate and then cry. Do number two and three together. <laughs> cry a lot while masturbating is your hobby, but do something. I'm serious. Like one of my breakups, I remember I, um, I got into yoga and I was just doing yoga nonstop. And after every, um, the end of every session, when the, um, yoga instructor gives you advice, I would just like, she'd be like, open your heart and then do a little prayer and blah, blah. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I would just be crying through it. And it really, you know, helped me. So a hobby really does help. It just basically means keep yourself busy. Um, number four, don't react. If you get dumped out of nowhere or you even saw it coming and A, reacting is either you beg him back, don't do that because are you, do you really want to be that person that begs somebody to love them? You deserve more than that. So, and don't go crazy because honestly, a lot of times in the breakup, the guy expects you to go crazy after you guys go through a breakup. He expects you to like overreact and Ola does. It validates his decision and it makes him feel good that you want him so much. So don't react. Continue doing literally the same schedule you were always doing. Don't start posting 7,000 Instagram stories about a breakup and finding the one. And if he loves you, he will come back. Because trust me, that will only push the person away. If anything, make him wonder what you're up to. If it's too hard for you to be posting as if you, your life is still going on, then just don't post anything. Make him wonder what you're doing, you know, make him reach out to you and you don't have to respond. And when I also say don't react, I also mean like if you run into him at a bar and you're drunk, don't make a scene or like try to suck his dick in the bathroom, you know, like that's a reaction. And I don't want you to do that. Like don't end up with his penis in your mouth. Okay. Don't give him the satisfaction. Next. Um, number five is get your ass out of the house. That part is really hard. I know when I used to go through a breakup, I would always want to sulk in my sorrows and just like eat so much and cry nonstop about why someone doesn't love me. And if anything, it just made me more sad and depressed. And I feel like it took me then longer to get over someone. 
Um, I think the best advice is to get those titties out there and, you know, party out. And if you're not ready to, to have two party tits, you know, just get one titty out there to have that titty party. You know what I'm saying? Like try to get yourself out of the house. If you're not ready to have those little <laughs> party tits, <laughs> shake those titties. <laughs> you know, if you're not ready for that, then, then have friends come over, go over to your friend's house, but somehow be with your friends, confined in them because I'm telling you, you will not survive a heartbreak without your friends. You need your friends. If you don't have any friends, call your mom. She will not judge you. She will be there for you. So go to your friends, go to your mother, talk to them, cry to them. Make sure that you're not always alone. It will make you feel better. Trust me. Okay, the next one is, oh, maybe I, maybe it's nine, nine things. Next one is to find a rebound. You know, if you're into getting your pickle tickled, then join a dating app. Get yourself a rebound guy. Let this dude show you what a real orgasm feels like while he bangs all those pesky feelings you're harboring for your ex right out of your vagina. Do that for yourself, okay? The best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Trust me. Unless you're a stage five clinger like me, then don't do it. Get a cat. For me, finding a rebound never works because I get attached the minute anyone enters me. And then I'm literally grieving two guys instead of one. So it's like makes it even worse for me. And I'm like on a double shift of stalking two guys on Instagram. And I literally have no time for work because like, it's like, you know, I'm putting all my time into stalking. So don't do that if you are somebody who gets attached. One of my hardest breakups, somebody I was on and off with for seven years and I finally needed to let him go. My rebound was getting a pet. Getting a cat for me was kind of like the final straw to really any type of emotions that I have for my ex. Like it just went away because I moved, I moved all my love to, towards this cat. And um, in the beginning, the cat didn't even like me, which, which felt like I was dating my ex again. So, you know, it, it worked out. <laughs> Maybe that's what helped me. Um, <laughs> but now my cat loves me. I, I, no, she loves me. Okay. Number seven, forgive your ex. Um, I know this one also doesn't make sense. And no, I'm not saying to write a seven page letter to your ex and then contact him because you're trying to find a reason to reach out to him. And then you guys meet up and you guys have anal. And then you have to like re-listen to this whole podcast on how to get over him again. No, when I'm saying to forgive your ex, what I really mean is that as long as you're going to hate someone like your ex, you're harboring so many emotions and you will never be able to let him go as long as you're holding on to those emotions. Because the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. And in order to get to indifference, you have to let go. You have to accept the fact that you can no longer change what happened. And you have to accept the fact that it's over and that you, you gave it your best. And you have to try to remember who you were before this person came into your life. Because at one point in your life, you were able to function your whole life without this person there. And then this person came into your life and you got used to that person being there. And now you have to go back to being used to without that person. That's really hard, you know? Especially if that person was a part of your life for so long or maybe even not that long, but he made you feel a certain way. So you have to go back to remembering what it was like when that person wasn't there and forgive yourself that you couldn't, and quote unquote, make it work between you two. It's not your fault and it's not his fault. You guys are probably not meant to be together. And... 
you know, appreciate the time that you guys had together, but also be okay with accepting that it's over now and there's nothing you can do to change it. Number eight is trust the time heals. And I know this one is such a cliche and it's really annoying, but it's true. Time really does heal. Don't be upset with yourself if it takes you longer than your friends to get over a heartbreak, regardless how long you've been through in the relationship, whether it's a one month breakup or you're with this person for two years, for seven years, it doesn't matter. You have to give your heart as much time as it needs to heal. Everyone heals differently and that's okay. Okay, the next one is to love yourself. I think I'm pretty sure that's the last one. Yeah, it is. Loving yourself is very important, especially after a breakup, because I know whenever I end it with someone or someone ends it with me, and I've talked about it before, I completely lose who I am as a person. I like forget who I am and I feel like I'm acting completely differently and I just feel lost because the breakup completely breaks me because it makes me feel like what did I do wrong? What is wrong with me? How can I fix it? How can I make this person want me? Instead of thinking, how can I make myself want me? How can I make myself love me? You have to celebrate yourself. You have to be happy with yourself. You have to have hope in your heart that you're going to find someone who's going to love you just the way you deserve to be loved. It's not fair that that person that you were with was not able to give you all the love that you deserve. And it's not fair if that person made you feel like you didn't deserve the type of love that you wanted. We all deserve to be loved. And there's always going to be someone out there for us that's going to love us exactly the way we're meant to be loved. One thing I feel like that has made me feel better through breakups is that when you really think about it, for you to be able to love the way you did and to give your heart to someone that should give you hope because it means that you're capable of giving that heart to someone else. Like it should give you hope that you're capable of feeling so much and that someone out there is going to be so lucky to be able to get everything you have to offer. So for you to be able to love like that for one time, that means you'll be able to love someone like that again. For you to be able to feel all those feelings at one point, that means you've, you'll feel those feelings all over again with someone else. And that's okay. So I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and see how beautiful you are. I want you to remember how great you are, that you don't need anyone else to complete you because you can complete yourself. And that's the truth. I want you to become everything you've ever wanted to be while you move on from a relationship that just wasn't right for you. And deep down in your heart, you know it wasn't right for you because if it was, you, you, you guys wouldn't break up. It's not bad timing. It's just the wrong person. I want you to stop being negative and blaming yourself for why it didn't work out. It was not your fault. There is nothing wrong with you. You're perfect just the way you are. There was nothing you could have done better except that. Once you start focusing on loving yourself, you're going to begin to attract good energy and the right people will enter your life. When you least expect it, you will find a new love, a better love, but hopefully you're going to find it first with yourself.